Some of the things that we can do to improve our gut health is add fermented foods to our diet. So I'm a big fan of homemade kombucha. I make it myself. I drink it every single morning. And you can go and buy kombucha now. It's more, how do you say it, more prevalent. It's more easily accessible. So we would always suggest buying local if you can. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in, for being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Today I want to talk about fermented foods and digestion because I feel like it's an important subject, especially for those that are dealing with some digestive issues. And um, it's perfectly okay. <laughs> Especially at this time of year. I mean, I should say, especially at this time after the holidays, I wouldn't say it's okay on a regular basis around holidays because the issue is, is that at least for Canada, Thanksgiving just ended and now Halloween is coming up. And then those of you in the US, we have US <clears throat> Thanksgiving coming up. And then, so then, then there's Halloween candy and then there's Christmas. And then there's New Year's. <laughs> so a lot of people deal with digestion issues on a regular basis. And they think that, oh, I'll just fix it after the next holiday or the next birthday or the next, you know, whatever it is. And we have we have these continual issues around digestion and bowel movements, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea is pretty well never ending. So that's why I think it's important to address these issues now and understand you don't have to deal with improper digestion on a regular basis. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And the reason I wanted to bring up digestion is because I feel like it's an important topic, again, especially at this time of year. Something that we can do to improve digestion is consider adding fermented foods to our diet. So fermented food offers good bacteria. And one of the biggest issues we have when it comes to digesting food or not digesting food is not having the proper gut bacteria to properly digest food. So you, we see it often in many different cases. Most people deal with digestion issues on a regular basis and it's because of our food. It's because of the lack of quality food that we eat these days. It's because of the lack of quality food that's produced these days and the less than when you go to the grocery store, you know, the quality isn't where it used to be. So now we have less and less types of foods even to choose from. And on top of that, we don't, unfortunately, we don't usually choose the better types of foods. We look at price, for example. We don't usually look at brand name. We don't read ingredients. We look at the caloric value or the nutritional facts. Like we get that all the time. Like people say, oh, can I see the nutrition facts? And I'm like, how about I show you the ingredients? <laughs> like, no, no, I'll look at the nutritional facts, please. Because everyone's 
concerned about calories or fats or proteins in most cases. And that's why we designed True Form's vanilla protein is because we were, we've been working with Complete Truth Protein for years. And one of the first thing people ask when it comes to a protein supplement is how much protein is in it. But they don't consider all the other, like if you grab a conventional, if you grab a con conventional type of protein supplement, in most cases they're filled with horrible toxins. But we don't think of that. We think of how much protein am I gonna get in a protein supplement? We don't consider how many toxins. That's what we should do. We should count the toxins, not the protein. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the biggest issue. And that's why we designed our own protein supplements because I was, people would ask me what protein supplements I would suggest. And this was a number of years ago, mind you. Like, we got into the protein industry at least eight years ago. And I was taking protein supplements for probably 10 years before that. So I knew every brand, I knew every ingredient, I knew every company and understand that it wasn't as big as it is now the protein industry kind of blew up because you can make really cheap quality products and sell them for a lot of money and i had someone post i had someone post one of theirs i had someone they I po they posted their uh, protein and then they posted the ingredients the ingredients was literally this big of really tiny words and they sold it for an astronomical price and I don't know, like they do a really good job of branding. I don't know how people would, would like not look at ingredients and just be like, okay, I'll pay way too much for that product. You know, something that was a learning experience is that the thing is when we, when we kind of started out, I was like, I didn't know sales. I didn't know business. I didn't know, I didn't know anything. So um, I thought I could change people's minds. Like, like here's a good quality product. This is why you should take it. And I'm like, and that wasn't a sales pitch. That was just like, your product is probably full of toxins <laughs> or they'll send me it. I'm like, Ooh, um, these are the reasons why you probably shouldn't take that. And, um, it was really hard for me to figure like for, for me to like not understand that people won't change their mind. So if someone is obsessed about price, for example, and don't care about ingredients, don't care about quality, you can't change their mind. There's no way and tell like someone has to be ready to be like oh you actually offer clean ingredients i'll pay more for this one because there's more value than the cheapest one on the rack because the cheapest one has low quality ingredients which means they're cheaper to buy and they're cheaper to manufacture so you can go and buy really low quality products for less of money and if someone is mind frame is just about money you can't change their mind. So for me, when I was starting out, I was like, oh, I was like, that product, I would, this is what, I, this is what I'd be thinking. That product is harmful to them. Like they think it's, it's beneficial to them, but it's harmful without question because I'd read the ingredients. And I would tell them. And they'd be like, oh, all right, thanks. And I would be like, try, like I was, I was young and I'm changing the world. I want to help everyone. So I would go and tell them. And some people were, a offended <laughs> and it, it always like it's always mind-boggling to me like when how many people are offended when you tell the truth it's like don't tell me the truth i don't want to know those things <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> so so a people were some people were offended when i told them facts about the product they're taking so i kind of stopped doing that and b people were not ready to change their mind they're not going to be like okay that's a great idea. I shouldn't take that. It's time to move on. So for so that was me starting out changing the world. Like if you try to tell someone about a better quality product, they're they are not 
and they're not ready for it, there's a good chance they'll get offended. I actually had this conversation in another group with another one of our products, and I said, I, I said, do you, are they having trouble with um, I'll sleep? And I said, well, have you tried different types of products? And like, oh, I, I try this product. And I was like, ooh, and I knew the name brand. And it's, it's clear, so when you go start going to the grocery store, this is the first thing people tell us, is that when you go to the grocery store and you start to read ingredients, they're like, Oh, it takes way too long to read ingredients. Like I, I don't, it takes me twice as long to get to the grocery store. And I'm like, <laughs> don't you care about your body and health and what you're putting in it? And again, many people don't. So for me, it made a whole lot of sense to, yeah, you should take more time to read what you're buying and putting in their body, putting in your body. And the other people are like, no, I want to get in there as soon as possible and get out and not have to think about anything which is what the grocery store thrives on. So that's where they put like gluten-free stickers on things that have no possible chance of having gluten in them. Or they put the they put the companies that pay the most, they'll pay them extra. Uh, they'll pay them extra money for shelf space. So if it's right in your eye level, grocery stores charge extra for those spaces. So it's less thinking like, oh, it's right there. I don't have to reach up to the top or I don't have to go down to the bottom. Those companies are usually smaller companies that can't afford to pay like those companies like Post, for example, like a big cereal company, like they have billions of dollars so they can afford to put it there. So, and then you go to the checkout and they have those ridiculous magazines. Do they still have those? <laughs> or they put all the chocolate bars or like chip sales of chips right when you check out. It's because they're playing on the hope that you don't want to think about anything and you'll grab it and drop it in your cart and move on. So that's why it's important for you to pay attention to what you're buying at the grocery store. But my point, what I'm getting at is like, once you, like that's why a name brand is so important. Like when we do our branding and we do our customer service and we look to hire people, like we want people that believe in our, our beliefs and our values and uh, align with who we are and what we do because everyone represents our company and and soon we hope we'll do a good a job good enough job when people hear true form they're like oh that's a good quality product regardless of what it is so when you start to go to the grocery store you can start to look at name brands so now i won't go and read every ingredient i'll sometimes i'll pick it up and i'll look at the back and i'll be like no thanks but often i'll know the name brand of a company and i'm like oh yeah that's a good one i'll grab it usually still look at the ingredients i just glance real quick put in the cart and go on but when you're first starting out, you don't know what companies offer what ingredients or what companies offer more value. Most people are looking at gluten-free or 10 calories per serving or zero grams of sugar. And then you have like Splenda, that sucralose, that's a toxin that we put in our body, but it says zero grams of sugar, but we don't pay attention to that ingredient. So that's when it comes to fermented foods, I suppose. Like for example, we have fermented ingredients in our product. And that's what I wanna talk about, not just about our new protein supplement, but I wanna tell you about fermented ingredients as a whole in general that can help improve, that will help improve digestion. So in our vanilla protein, we have pea protein that's fermented, and we also have brown rice protein that's fermented that we use in here. So that will help improve digestion. We also have um, we also have probiotics in here. We have two plant-based probiotics in here as well that will also help improve digestion. So what happens is when you come across a cheaper company or a lower, comp lower, lower quality company that doesn't want to put more time and effort into their ingredients, for example. So you could have a company that uses pea protein and by nature, 
pea protein is known to be harder to digest. And we knew that going in, but a lot of plant-based companies use pea protein because you can increase the nutritional or the, the protein content. There's a lot of protein in peas, especially the extract, like the, pro, like the pure protein from a pea. But it's well known to cause digestion issues. So we said, well, we don't wanna use a pea protein. And then when our manufacturer says, well, what if we use a fermented pea protein? And I was like, that's, excuse me, I'm like, that's genius. Why don't we have other ingredients that are fermented? So then we looked at brown rice protein. And brown rice is something that is another, can increase the, the protein value as well. So that's why there's 25 grams of protein in here. But the brown rice is fermented as well. So we have at least two ingredients in here that are already fermented, which means that will help improve the digestion stage already. So that's why I feel this is such an awesome product. <laughs> I suppose like our, 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 the end of our parents or our grandparents, for example, we, like we, we grew up with gardening, for example, we grew up with having our own gardens. Then there's a, there was a quite a long stretch where it was microwaves and fast food. I don't know when the fast, I don't know when, when the fat, there was like a time frame where fast food changed life. It was like Netflix. It'd be, it'd be funny if someone's watching this in 20 years to, to see what's new now, but like Netflix changed, like basically shut down Blockbuster video and all those where you go rent videos. Uber basically shut down the cab industry. And I don't mean shut down completely like Blockbuster or you can't rent movies anymore. They have these red boxes. I don't know if they have them in Canada, but in the U.S. they have these. I think it's called Red Box. You can still go and put your credit card in and buy and like pick a movie, which is kind of cool. I always like that experience. But there's there's a clear period, like when McDonald's basically changed the industry, and then everyone started to jump on board. And then there's it was basically just fast food. And then you have the the era of like the latchkey kids, where all the parents were working and the kids, of course, they let themselves in. That history kind of stuff interests me, but there's a clear period where where fast food and processed food took over, and there wasn't even a thought of how detrimental it is to our health. And then, of course, our of course the um, our overall health as a society plummeted, and then more people were overweight, and then we're looking at diabetes, and we're looking at heart condition, and that stuff is going through the roof. And I think now we have like we're at a we're at a place where we're almost at rock bottom and things are starting to change. Like Jen was saying, like we have better companies, more people are supporting local. We have um, we have different. Uh, there, I'm, I'm thinking of the old Uptown Market, for example. Like there, I've seen a couple of these other ones pop up. Or they call them I don't know how to say, I call them artesian artisan. <laughs> Dorothy always gives me a hard time. I call artisan artesian <laughs> but you have those like handmade type of shops that are popping up and like we're huge supporters of local so we hope that everyone especially we know christmas is coming up we won't talk about that until at least after halloween but um we have we have a lot we have a lot more people hopefully looking for local and paying attention to the ingredients because we have more of these companies popping up so it's i think it's really nice things are changing but you have those giant companies like I think Hershey's is one of them. Like, and of course they're a chocolate company. But then I think they bought someone. They bought some other huge company. Um, you know what I recently found out is that Bayer, who is that aspirin company, they bought out Man's Monsanto, which is crazy. Like we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. And you think about like a huge giant company and then another company buying them. Like it's it's mind-boggling to me like how big these companies are and how much money they have. At any rate, 
I'm, I'm guessing that there used to be a bunch of those mom and pop smaller type of places where you could rent videos from. Then Blockbuster kind of took the whole market and bought out all those companies. So those, so those mom and pops had to shut down. And then Netflix changes our whole culture and wipes out um, Blockbuster. Who it was probably a, a huge giant chain at the time. So I can't, like I said, I can't. That's how that's how much market share they had. Is that I don't even remember any other ones besides Blockbuster where we rented from. I remember Blockbuster because we had one that was like a couple blocks from our house, and every once in a while, mom would give us some money and and we would go up and we would we, when we were kids we'd go and rent a movie. And um, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. You walk around and you see. You pick this one up. You read the back of it. I just I like that experience, and now it's like you don't even leave your house. You sit, you sit in your house, and you like I spend more time flipping through Netflix because there's so many not very good movies mixed in with a few good ones. So, and I think I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, are we better off now because there's more choices, or are we worse off because it's such a watered down industry? It's almost like the podcasting industry. Like I've been in radio for almost ten years. Podcasting, I started podcasting a year after radio. And it's like, it's really cool that anyone can podcast and the podcasting world's kind of blowing up. But now it's like, is podcasting watered down because everyone has a show now? And it like, has the quality gone down? I don't know. I don't know about the movie industry either, but it's something that I think about. I'm like, are we really better off? Like, did Netflix really do us a favor? Because <laughs> now after Netflix, we had like, there's Hulu and Amazon Prime and Disney has their own thing now. So like, it's not going back. I just think it'd be cool if I think it'd be cool if there was like a blockbuster type in small towns that you could still visit, but not enough people go to them. You know what? I'll get back to the protein in a second here, but you know what? Uh, Engine Nation in Calgary shut down, and I'm like, I'm in LA right now, but I'm coming back to Canada soon. And I was like, what am I gonna do? Because here I'm, I'm running, riding bike, skateboarding, working out outside. I'm like super active here and it's a bit harder to be active, at least for me, because I don't love cold weather. <laughs> I suppose if you're like a skier or snowshoer, you like to be outside and you got lots of stuff to do in the winter, but I'm not really a person that enjoys to be cold very often. <laughs> so I was trying to think of things to do. Like, what am I going to do to be active and like be inspired day in and day out? Because our winters are cold in Canada. And uh, so I looked up Ingenation and they closed. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's on the edge of Calgary, on the north, yeah, on the north end of Calgary. And I went there for my birthday one time. Yes, as an adult, Dorothy invited a bunch of our friends, and uh, we went there for my birthday. It was so cool. And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do that." I was like, "I'm going to get a membership." I'm like, "I'm go I'll, I'll go there as often as I can." And then, if you're not sure what I mean, it's it's like uh, they have ropes and swings and trampolines and. It's like a kid's paradise or a big kid's paradise. And I can't believe they shut down. I'm crushed. It's it's tough running a business. I, like, I feel like everyone in life should have to run a business to feed themselves and pay their bills for at least an extended period of time. You know, like, you know, um, in Europe, we had, uh, we have one of our friends, uh, he lived with us for a couple years as a roommate, still keep in touch with them. Awesome guys from Switzerland. And they, in Switzerland, they have to join the army for a certain amount of time and I think that's pretty cool and I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with that and I don't really agree with taking choices away from you but I just think the structure and the learning and I mean that's for your country I think it's a really cool idea that everyone has to or you have to pay a bunch of money it's gonna I'm not exactly sure you don't quote me on this but you have to pay money out of your paycheck if you don't go there and I think maybe if you live there every so many years like every five or ten years you have to go and do like 
some kind of boot camp. And like I said, don't quote me. I don't know exactly what that was like, but I think that was a cool idea. I was, and I, I thought like, what if everyone had to run a business for like a few months or six months when they turn 18 or when they turn 21 or just just so you know i think if people knew the challenges of running a business there'd be more people that would support local or less people that would just go to the biggest box store or less people that would just say oh i'll take the cheapest price or people come to us and they're like you have any discounts <laughs> and i'm like i'm trying to pay my bills <laughs> But you know, it's funny. It's like people come to us because they know us. Like, can I get a sale or a discount? And I'm like, do you go to the box store on the on the corner of town and ask them for a discount? <laughs> Probably not. And they have a billion dollars in their bank. <laughs> but it, anyways, I want to I want to mention fermented foods, which is why I started this, is because it's so valuable when it comes to digestion. And Canadian Thanksgiving just ended at least at the time, but it, it works at any time because we have Halloween coming up and then we have um, Christmas coming up and like there's always, then there's New Year's, there's always something. And that's why I really feel like that's why we always have digestive issues is because we always use that as, that as an excuse like, oh, I'll get to that later or after this holiday or after that birthday, I'll start to eat better or I'll pay more attention to my gut health and we just don't do it. So some of the things that we can do to improve our gut health one of the biggest things is add fermented foods to our diet. So I'm a big fan of homemade kombucha. I make it myself. I drink it every single morning. It's the first thing I have in the morning with a combination of other things. I'll mention that later. Um, so homemade kombucha, and you can go and buy kombucha now. It's more, how could you say, more prevalent. It's more easily accessible. So we would always suggest buying local if you can. And we do like sunshine blends that are in this veil. And then I think there's some places in Olds that sell it. Um, you can, I think the mass produced ones are more for flavor, not health benefit. So before they used to have like liquid kombucha and you take like that much of it and it would help improve digestion. Some people take prebiotics, probiotics in pill form. I think like anytime you are using, and of course, sorry, let me finish. And they, they had the pills that were like not quite pharmaceutical grade, but like like health food, health food store grade. You can buy them anywhere. And then they started, more and more people started make kombucha and then, um, they're like, oh, so many people are making kombucha. Let's just start producing our own. So now you have more and more companies that are popping up all over producing kombucha. So I would say the, uh, so I was just saying that store-bought kombucha is so mass produced now. I don't know if it has the same nutritional value as if you would make your own, for example. Like I said, we can go to some local places that would have better quality, but I would, I choose to make my own. So I have a SCOBY, it's a bacteria and I make my own out of black tea and raw sugar. So that's super easy. That's one way you can add fermented foods to your diet. Uh, another one is raw sauerkraut. So if you're buying sauerkraut, so you can make sauerkraut yourself. I have never made it, but I make kimchi. I'll get into that in a second. Um, so you can make your own in that, like our grandparents used to make sauerkraut. Like I know my grandma did, for example, and that's like a real sauerkraut. If you go to the grocery store and you get, you find one in like a plastic container on the store shelf, cheap container, cheap product, it's sitting on the shelf. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. That's not a health food product. That's more of something you'd put on like a hot dog. <laughs> put your sauerkraut on a hot dog, put on some ketchup and mustard and then you're off. Um, I, I often think it's, it's, it's entertaining for me to see like how we judge health health food types of products i had someone the other day that was questioning ingredient like questioning ingredients in some of our products and i know for a fact they're like a hamburger fast food person like three times a week 
<laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like, it's just very interesting for me to be in this field that we're in and see how people react to like clean health food type of products that are questioned and um and almost investigated but then you go to the grocery store and you're you're buying um fruit loops for breakfast and we have fast food for for dinner and then a, a bag of chips and pop in the evening and then when it comes to a health food product we're like <laughs> are you sure that's clean <laughs> and i'm like trying not to lose my mind uh, so that was raw sauerkraut so or sorry that was sauerkraut you want raw sauerkraut that needs to be refrigerated all the time um so that's so that's another um good quality fermented foods that we would recommend and then you could look at kimchi probably be next to next to maybe i wouldn't say kombucha is my favorite i would just say i use it the most often kimchi is my favorite i love kimchi i love the spicy i love the crunchy i love i put it on eggs i put it on stir fries i could put it on a side of anything I don't I haven't really made it here in LA like we have limited space and utensils and we live very simply here we have a bigger kitchen in olds and um, we have more resources I would say and uh, you know we've got a whole spice rack and uh, it's a bit different it's different there than here we have almost two different lifestyles and um, so anyways when I'm in olds I love to make homemade kombucha and we have a friend that makes kombucha or I love to make homemade kimchi and we have a friend that makes kimchi as well and she gives me some of her sometimes so i love that too and it's really easy to make you can you can look up a super easy kimchi recipe the problem when you go to the grocery store is there's sugar in it there's tons of msg other toxins and preservatives colorings that you probably should avoid so that's kimchi you could look at fermented soy products like miso soup for example that is the only I think tempeh is also fermented also as well, but I'd get an organic tempeh and probably an organic um, miso as well. Those are the only soy products that I would recommend because they're fermented. Those can also help with gut health and good um, gut bacteria. So those, so those foods that are fermented, they help improve digestion. So if you see a product that says fermented on the label, that's a good thing. I'm trying to think of anything that I've found that's fermented you shouldn't have and nothing is popping up right now. So that's my recommendation. So again, if you, like, I would, I would encourage, actually, if anyone, I would like to know if anyone can find another protein supplement that has fermented products, I would love for someone to be like, yeah, I actually found this product because I haven't found any yet. And that's not to say there isn't. I'm just saying it's very rare because the ingredients cost more to purchase, which means our markup margin, we make less money on it. And we have, so this is $32. Um, and we have, I've seen companies that sell a product this size for $49. <laughs> and of course, it's there's some companies that would sell a product similar to this for um, $20, but then we have to look at the ingredients, of course. The one that I saw that was way really expensive had way like really cheap ingredients. So their markup is huge and their profit margin is absurd how much money they make on their product. So um, <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is that if anyone finds um, fermented ingredients in a protein supplement, I'd love for you to send them to me because I haven't found any yet. I suppose I could just search fermented protein supplements. I haven't thought of that. I suppose I'm talking about like when you go to the, like hopefully you're not buying your protein at the pharmacy or Costco, like go to a good quality health food store, 
that knows and can give you advice or you go to people like us that know about these products and we can tell you like if you don't want to use ours maybe this is a better choice for you um so that's that's definitely an option but i suppose what I'm, my, my main point here today is that fermented foods could act can actually and will actually help improve your digestion which is why we use those ingredients in our in our protein supplement and we had really had we've had some really nice feedback from people that are like can't believe how well it mixes don't like cold like cold liquids actually cause digestion issues especially like things like cold water a lot of people refuse to drink room temperature water but that causes digestion issues it also bothers my throat when i drink like cold liquids so i will make this in the morning and i'll put it on the counter and then i'll just let it sit there sometimes till the afternoon until um until it's not so cold and i usually have mine in the afternoon anyway so have a great day thanks for joining me Consider adding fermented foods to your diet, whatever that looks like, and uh, help improve digestion that way. Have a great day. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge to bat a challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tanya, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.